Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and what's happening and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Tonight is the 117th episode of this show and I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. I'm your host Blake Lane and hey look, I just want to apologize straight out the gate. I'm extremely sorry, okay? We tried to do an episode last night, me, D-Lane, DG, my two co-hosts and my end of the audio was absolutely terrible and I want to apologize for that. That... That is a no-go on my end. I'm not going to release that type of content. The scratchy audio. We're far from the anchor days now. We've we've made made bigger steps, and I'm not going to push the terrible audio. Okay, uh, we want to be as professional as possible. And I went back and listened to the episode this morning, and I said, "Look, I don't know what's happened with my AirPods connecting or what. Like, I don't know, but it, it just it it wasn't worth a shit." All right, and I'm not going to produce that. So, I wanted to apologize. That's where the lack of the the episodes have been. I've been trying to figure out my internet. I'm trying to get AT and T fiber. I'm trying to get you know, better internet, man. So stuff like this doesn't happen. So just hang with us. Uh, we're we're about to get this thing hot and heavy rolling. I wanted to talk about the New York Yankees. That's one thing that we did talk about last night. The skid that they are coming off on. They've won three straight. It looks like they're starting to find themselves again. And we talked about what was their weakness in that stretch. And I'm going to give you D Lane and DG's thoughts. And then we're going to talk about Nick Saban's contract. All right, he's extended through 2030, eight years, 93 and a half million dollars. million a year, the highest paid coach in college football, like he should be. And then finally, we're going to talk about week zero, all right? Big college football games coming up. Well, most of us say they're big college football games. I'm going to give you DG's thoughts, D-Lane's thoughts, and my thoughts of what we will be doing this weekend, what games we will be watching, so on and so forth. So, with that being said, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, show them their love, and then we're going to jump right into it. Let's go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and man, 
What a week of sports. The New York Yankees, the first the first team I want to talk about, the first topic I really want to talk about. We talked about last night with D-Lane and DG, man. They were coming off a skid, all right? The all-star break hits. They were the hottest team in baseball. They make a trade for Andrew Benatendi. They ship Gallo out, and they hit a skid, all right? Jordan Montgomery, see you later, going to St. Louis. They bring in Frankie Montas. He gets shelled. It hasn't looked good. It hasn't been pretty. They've been stuck in the 70-win range for, it seems like, forever now. They were on a skid of like 3-14 and 14 after the All-Star break. It was horrendous, okay? Hitting offense has been terrible. They got saved the other night by Josh Donaldson with the walk-off grand slam and extras. That could have been another loss, all right? So, I asked D-Lane and DG last night. I said, where did this team... Where did this team find their swagger again? Because they're on, now they took two from the Mets in the Bronx, and they're on a three-game win streak. Where did this team find their swagger? And also, where did this team start to crumble? And where did the where did the soft spot that caused the losing streak to happen? Where was that at? And I'll be honest with you, DG started it off, and DG said, "Hey, look, I'll tell you straight up, losing Matt Carpenter." With the, with the foot fracture, that killed this lineup. It killed it, all right? Because then you lose a guy that was that was just absolutely raking the baseball, and now you don't have to you don't have to worry about Carpenter using the short porch and hitting all these home runs, and you can pitch around Judge because what other what other bat is has been in the lineup? DJ Mayhew, he's missed some time. Stanton's been out. So this lineup, it hasn't been lethal. It hasn't been the Yankees lineup that we've been used to. And you really weren't scared of it after the All-Star break. Ben Attendi struggled his his first go with the Yankees right after the All-Star break and the, and the trade deadline. He, he struggled. He has struggled. And he's finally starting to come around. The Yankees are finally starting to get healthy. But DG and D-Lane both hit it on the head. Carpenter, missing Carpenter, losing Michael King to the to the fractured elbow, uh, that was a significant loss. And D Lane pointed out, you got you go get a guy like Efrost, and and he's he's comes over from the Cubs, and he's been dominant. He's been great to see. Chapman hasn't been in form, and it just felt like everything was snowballing. Everything was snowballing, and and the losing streak had hit. But like we all three said, this is baseball. This is going to happen. All right. I made a point last night that the Braves, you look at the Braves, man, and they started out this year. Okay. They started out this year where they didn't look too hot out the gate. All right. Last year, you look at last year, they didn't look too hot. They lost Ronald Acuna last year. They picked up some guys at the deadline. All right. After the break. And they got extremely hot. They got extremely hot. Their bullpen. What was their what was their weakness early on? Everybody was saying, "Oh, the Braves bullpen, the Braves bullpen." It won you a World Series, all right. Along with the guys you got at the break, you got hot and you started rolling. You surpassed the Mets and you started rolling. So this Yankees, my comparison is, is this Yankees team. You look at it and they never hit a weak spot. Until right after the right after the break and the trade deadline, they hit a weak spot and everybody goes up. 
here they go. They're 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 plummeting him. They're, yep, yep. They're gonna lose the AL East. It's over. It's over. They shouldn't have traded Joey Gallo. All right, the Joey Gallo curse. That's all you saw. They can't score runs. They're dead. They're done. That's false, man. This is baseball. You're gonna have that. They haven't had it all year. Look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers even went through it. Like D Lane said last night, the Dodgers once got swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates in L.A. All right, they, they got swept. They haven't been swept by the by the Pirates since like the '90s. D Lane said so. You know, it happens. It's baseball. Look at Max Muncy. Max Muncy couldn't hit a baseball to save his life. If, you, if you've seen on TikTok or the internet or wherever you get your baseball content, he literally got struck out on strike three right down the middle, right, right down the cock. And he looks at he looks at the, at the home plate at the home plate guy and says, "Hey, th- that was a ball. Right? Th- that's how bad it was out there." Okay, and now look at him. Bang. Max Muncy's hitting stride. He's starting to hit the baseball again. They give him a little bit more money. Say, hey, we think you figured it out. We're going to extend you, and we're rolling. They're already, what, 83 wins? So, look, it happens, okay? It happens. Yankees at 76 wins now. I think a big plus, like we talked about last night, was the Yankees finally making a move in their farm system and bringing up a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera. Has he been great offensively? Absolutely not. Did he get a big clutch hit last night? Absolutely. Did he get a big uh, bases loaded walk last night? Absolutely. He finds his way on base. He plays excellent defense. He can play anywhere. He can play anywhere. He can play anywhere in the outfield. He can play short. He can play second. He can play third. He's incredible. There's no way he should have been in AAA all year. Okay? This Yankees team is okay. Stop the panic. Stop the panic. Stanton's almost back. He started a rehab assignment. They get Carpenter back. LeMayhew's back. You get Efrost back. You're not going to get Michael King back. He's done for the year. That hurts. But I'll tell you a guy who looked really good last night, even though he couldn't finish it off, Clark Schmidt. Okay, Clark Schmidt comes in, tries to get the final 10 outs. He couldn't get the last one. It got kind of hairy there in the Bronx. But Wandy Peralta come in and closed it out. But Clark Schmidt cannot go anywhere. He has to stay on this ball club. You cannot send him back to freaking AAA. All right? He's got to stay on this ball club. The Yankees are fine. Stop the panic. Stop the panic. It's going to be okay. The Yankees beat the Mets. And hello, the Mets. The Mets. They dropped two here. The Braves are streaking. The Braves win today. The Mets were off. And the Braves are within one and a half games of the New York Metropolitans. What a race. What a finish that's going to be. The Braves, man. Hey, what does their lineup do? It fucks. Okay, I'll tell you that. It fucks. And all these deals they've been handing out, look, you got Ozzy locked up. You got Matt Olson locked up. You got um, Austin Riley locked up. Could possibly be your NL MVP. You got Acuna locked up. You're look. You're gonna have Max Freed. You got Spencer Strider. Your, your pitching staff, man. You're still getting. You're still getting good stuff out of Chuck Morton. All right. He's a World Series champion two time. All right. So, you know, he might not give you the 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 best starts every every night but you're still going to get quality stuff from him he's a two-time champ all right and 
your bullpen, you're fine, man. You're set up for another World Series run. You're fine. You're fine. I mean, the Braves, the Braves can fucking stroke. Matt Olson hit one today that, I mean, he hit it out into the fucking river. Okay, it looked like like an old buddy from school TC said uh, it looked like Bonds and McCovey Cove out there. All right, Matt Olson, dog. Braves lineup, man, they're 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 fucking dangerous. You you got you got VG that that VG once they pulled up Vaughn, I mean he has been lights out, dude. Vaughn Grissom is a ball player, a stud. He can stroke. And they said his one weakness was defense. And by God, like if that's a weakness, we're in trouble for years. We are in smooth trouble. And Dansby Swanson, it, it, I, like we call him in the group, Dan's goat. All right, absolute stud. So, look, we gave we gave our teams last night. We gave our teams last night. Of course, we got the Dodgers. We got the Mets. We got the Braves. I got the Cardinals. All right, DG agreed with me. D Lane said, eh. I'm not in on the Cardinals. That's fine. I like the Cardinals. Okay, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, what they're doing is absolutely gross. Me and DG did agree that they're probably one stud pitcher away from actually being a legitimate World Series contender. But I think they're a very solid playoff team. They could upset upset somebody. Then over in the AL, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Okay, I think you got the Yankees and you got the Astros. I think that's going to be your ALCS NLCS, man, good luck picking it. I don't know. I mean, I know we just talked about the Braves, the Mets, man, the pitching with DeGrom, Scherzer. I don't know. The NL is going to be so freaking fun to watch. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. MLB's grinding down, coming down the stretch here, the final 40 or so games. Excited about it. Can't freaking wait. Um, Some elite baseball will be played in October. So, with that being said, I'm going to kick it right over here. We're going to jump into this second segment, college football, baby. Excited. Can't wait. Been doing a countdown on Facebook if you've been following me there. Three days I posted today. Week zero coming in. But first, the goat of all goats has signed an extension. He has been extended through 2030 for $93.5 million, $11.7 million a year. Okay, And my thoughts on this, I've had many people tell me, hey, this was a recruiting pitch. I don't think he makes it the full eight years. They're just trying to set up Alabama for the long run. So when he falls off, somebody steps up and the program continues to blossom. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's my thoughts on it. I'll tell you what. I think this guy is addicted to winning. Okay. I'm not sure he makes it all eight years, but some people are saying he's bouncing after this year, and he's gone. All right, he, They're going to breeze to a natty, and he's gone. I'm sorry, I disagree. I think, he's, I think he's addicted to the grind. I think he's addicted to perfection. And I put a poll out the other day, a, a ranking out on, on social media, and I said there's four guys in my sports memory, I guess you could say, that demanded perfection. And I didn't put coaches. I put players in there. But if I had to add two more people onto that list, I had Michael Jordan. I had Derek Jeter. 
I had Kobe Bryant, and I had the greatest football player of all time, Tom Brady. Those were the four athletes of my time that demanded perfection, greatness, and they seeked something different in their teammates. There, there was something different that they reached in and wanted to pull out of their teammates to get the best fucking product they possibly could. And they did that. They did it. Every single time. And the two coaches, three coaches you could possibly say, I'll stick to two. I'll stick to two. You got Nick Saban, all right? You got Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, all right? Because I I was going to go into basketball, but I'm not. I'll stick to football. You got Bill Belichick at the NFL level, and you got Nick Saban at the college level. And you look at Bill Belichick. He loses Tom Brady. They said, well, Belichick's done. It's over, all right? He'll never win again. All right, well, they took a year off, and then they draft Mac Jones, and look what happens. They're right back in the fucking playoffs, people. All right? He took a rookie quarterback. He took a rookie quarterback up there in the AFC East, and they're right back in the playoffs. They get a wild card spot, and they're right back in the playoffs. Bill Belichick, by the way, coached with Saban. All right? They're from the same pedigree. They have the same mindset. Saban comes to Alabama. He left, folks, I don't have to remind you, he left the dynasty in LSU. All right? If he doesn't leave LSU, LSU is Alabama. Simple and plain. You saw what he did there in the short amount of time. If he wouldn't have left Baton Rouge for the Miami Dolphins, the LSU Tigers would have had numerous national championships. Numerous national championships. They would have been the Alabama of college football. And I think that's why their fan bases are still, still to this day, a little salty. is because they know that deep down. But Nick Saban comes to Alabama, and immediately in 2007, he starts a culture change. I'm not sure if many people remember DJ Hall, but... He said, hey, look, I know you're the guy here. You're the you're the most talented wide receiver. You're Mr. Popular and everything. But if you don't want to be here, then, hey, get out. All right? You lose to Louisiana Monroe. Guys lacking effort. Get out. All right? I don't need you here. Kick rocks. There was a culture change. You come back in, in, in 2008. Florida beat you in the SEC championship game. I think Alabama could have won that game. But still, that's that's not my point, man. In year two, you're in the SEC championship game. You went undefeated in the regular season. And you're right in the thick of things. Right in the thick of things. And, and then you turn around in year three in, in 2009, and you've got one of the greatest defenses of all time in college football history, and you go out to Pasadena and, and you hoist the crystal ball, the BCS National Championship. In year three, you're there. You're on top of the college football world, and you demand perfection. I'll take you to 2010. All right, They had... Three freak losses in 2010. Could have been Alabama's one of their greatest teams of all time. They had three freak losses just 
I mean, Stephen Garcia at South Carolina, the, the that day in Baton Rouge when they played LSU, LSU ran a freaking tight end reverse on a fourth and one play. I mean, it, look, freak loss. And then the comeback, the cam back, whatever you want to call it with Cam Newton, Auburn goes on to win the national championship. That was a freak Alabama team, all right? They come back and they repeat after that. They repeat. That's demanding perfection, man. He's the greatest coach of all time. He's different. They say around the facility, he's different. He he holds his players and his coaching staff to a higher standard. Go back and watch Rolling with the Tide, the little documentary they did on ESPN with him. Look, there was a receiver. They're doing one-on-one drills, and he half-asses coming off the line. He half-asses. He 50% off the line. And as soon as Saban sees it, Saban throws the straw hat, and he says, there is no fucking way we're we're giving that effort. There is no way. We will be out here all fucking day. You hear me? All day. We'll be here all day. We're not going anywhere until you run it freaking right. Alright? You're going to do it right. I'm demanding perfection. And that's what he is. He deserves to be paid a whole hot, a whole hell of a lot more than $11.7 million, I can tell you that. And people might say, oh, what are you saying? That's a crazy amount of money for a guy to coach football. Look at all the money that he has brought the state of Alabama. He is the most glorified, the most glorified man in the state of Alabama. Hands down. He's bigger than Bear Bryant. My, my grandpa would absolutely freak out if he heard me say that. He passed away in 2004. Never got to see Nick Saban at the University of Alabama. And if he ever heard me say somebody was bigger than Paul Bear Bryant, he would freak. But guess what? There was a guy that come along, and he's ten times bigger than Paul Bear Bryant. He's the greatest coach in college football history. He deserves infinite amount of money. Does he go to 2030? I'm going to tell you what. What would he be, 78? 77, 78 years old. I'm not really sure. I think it's around that. Man, I think the dude's addicted to winning. I think he's addicted to the grind. I think he's addicted to the process. I think he loves Tuscaloosa. I think his wife is okay with him doing it. Miss Terry, I think she's okay with him being addicted to the grind. I think his family is okay with him being addicted to the grind. They they love it, man. I'm in the state of Alabama. It's football. It's another religion. Okay? It's a passion. And people here, they eat it up. They love it. It's what we, we wait seven fucking months for. We, we, we just sit back and that's all we do is we follow recruiting in the, in the off season. Guess what? There is no off season. All right, because we follow recruiting. We follow spring ball. We go to the A-Day game. We do everything, man. We follow it. We eat, sleep, and breathe college football in this state. And you think this man's just going to turn it down? You think he's going to walk away? I don't think so. I think he's in for the long haul, man. I, I, I think that Nick Saban, the only way out is in a box. I honestly believe that, man. I think he loves the University of Alabama and... The only way out is a box, honestly. He's the GOAT. 
He's the GOAT. And and it's going to be extremely difficult to get him off them sidelines. And I just – I've had Auburn fans say, hey, it's a recruiting tool. It's a recruiting tool. I don't think so. I really don't. I don't care who the next head coach is going to be at Alabama. I don't care. I don't think it's a recruiting tool. I think it's a, hey, I'm going to make the most money. I'm the king of college football. I run this shit. This is my show. Nobody's going to outdo me because you don't outcoach me. And if you're a Georgia fan and you want to say, well, well, Kirby beat him last year. Yeah, yeah, well, he was fucking two ACLs away from winning another national championship. Let's be honest. All right? And I know I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I know injuries happen. I get it. Congrats to Georgia. But I'm just telling you, man, he was that fucking close again with probably one of his worst Alabama teams. With one of his worst Alabama teams, he was that close. That was one of the greatest coaching jobs he has ever done. He was a minute away from losing to a 6-6, six and six, uh, at the time, 6-5 and five Auburn team. He was a minute away from that. So, look, my final thoughts on it is kudos Alabama. Kudos Alabama for locking him up. We knew he wasn't going to go anywhere. We've heard the rumors year after year. Oh, he's going here. He's going there. Look, him and Miss Terry, they love the city of Tuscaloosa. They're not going anywhere. All of the money that he has funded the state of Alabama, the charities, the donations, the businesses that he runs, he deserves every penny. He's earned every penny. Dude has rings on both hands. You know, I mean, he's the GOAT. There can't be much else said. So, as an Auburn fan, another eight years of absolute pain of Nick Saban. Torture, man. But I respect it. I respect it and the job that he has done. So, with that being said, we're going to flip it over here to phase three of this podcast episode, man. And we're going to talk about week zero. We got Northwestern and Nebraska kicking it off from Dublin, Ireland, Saturday morning, 1130. Then you got... Wyoming at Illinois at 3.30, I believe, 3 o'clock, 3.30, somewhere in there. That's going to be a little doozy. Then we get, when then we travel Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt going out to Hawaii, okay, going out to the to the motherland in Hawaii, the island, baby. Uh, love Vandy taking that trip out there. That comes on at 9.30 Saturday night. Extremely excited. I asked DG, D-Lane, what are your plans this weekend? DG said, hey, I'm going to wake up, watch a little college football, and, and just mosey around the house. And D-Lane said, hey, I'm watching every play. All right, He said, I'm, I'm that excited. I'm, I'm getting up. I'm watching every play. I'll be on Xbox at 9 o'clock Saturday night. I'll have the TV set up, Vandy, Hawaii, late kick, little West Coast after dark. Can't freaking wait. And that's how I feel. I'm going to tell you my thoughts on week zero. Everybody's like, oh, well, it's not really some some great games on there. Bullshit. Okay? Any college football is great. All right? And I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Saturday morning, I'm going to wake up, Lord willing. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get a shower, and I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to call, I'm going to call my father and say, hey, man, what are you doing today? And I know what Randy's going to say. Randy's going to say, well, I mean, what do you think I'm doing, dummy? I'm, I'm watching college football. And I'm going to say, well, hey, how about you cook me some of them Boston butts or, or some of them ribs that you like to throw on the grill, and, and let's let's get us some baked beans and some potato salad, all right? 
and and let's have a little something to eat and watch a little college football. And he's going to say, well, hell yeah, ride over, boy. And, hey, that's where I'll be at, baby. All right, Sims, Alabama. We'll be over there watching college football all day, the three games that I mentioned. And then that late night Vandy kick, Hawaii kick, I'll, I'll have my ass on this Xbox with the boys, and we'll be tuned in to Vandy, Hawaii, on the TV, big screen, late night, West Coast action. Love it, man. I'm I'm here for it. This next week, after it kicks off, we're going to do some reviews on the games and everything. I'm excited. I'm getting chill bumps right now. College football is freaking here. So, I can't wait, man. I can't. I can't. I'm excited. I'm stoked. So, that being said, man, I'm going to hop out of here. Get out of here. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. I love you. I'm extremely blessed, grateful for each and every one of you. So, War Damn Eagle, college football, two days away now. I'll see you all soon. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.